Hey, this is Nathan Black. And this is Hank Brainerd. And welcome to Blue Brain TV! This week we're joined by Matthew Bowles, Jay Martin, and Zach Dietz of the Nashville punk band Shanghai Theater to discuss the decline of Western civilization. Penelope Spheris' monumental 1981 documentary on the Los Angeles punk scene. This episode was originally released on August 30th, 2018 as a video podcast. For that and all of our past video episodes, you can follow the link in the description to our YouTube channel. And for written reviews, essays, and works of fiction, visit us at pollutebrain.com. Four mad scientists to penetrate the world wide web. Created the cyber necro emancipator. But then, something went wrong. Terribly wrong. The system is overloading. They'd be trapped in cyberspace forever. Welcome to Pollute Brain TV. <laughs> See, I can't do intros. Here we go. Welcome to Pollute Brain TV. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the decline of Western civilization. Fuck yeah. And a awesome wonderful movie. film on punk so rock. So great. 1981, Penelope Spheris. And we have special guests. We have new faces. Uh, we have Zach Dietz. We have Jay Martin, along with... Matthew Bowles, Nathan Black, and me, Hank Brainerd. And they're well. genuine, genuine, guaranteed punks. Hell yeah. Real. <laughs> Trademark. We, we couldn't talk shit, so we brought, brought on people who can. We bought on people. We were paid. So I, I guess, do you guys want to talk a little bit about what you do before we start, about uh, your band? Yeah. We're uh, a band in Nashville. Uh... He and I are from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and then we moved up here and brought our old band up here, and then that kind of fizzled out. And then we started a band with these two guys, and then he was like, I gotta focus more on Blue Brain. And then he was like, I don't gotta focus more on Blue Brain. And we were like, then let's just do this shit. Let's make this shit yeah, happen. We're traveling around the world, playing in strange places. Yeah, we're going to Chicago in a couple days. So take your parents' credit card right now if you're watching this, acquire a rental car, and drive to Chicago to see them. Please do. And what is that band called? Shanghai Theater. Shanghai Theater. Shanghai Theater. And where can we find your band? Uh, right here. We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a crayon at him uh, so we know we're that you're on real. Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Shanghai Theater. No spaces uh, or anything. And also, we're on. We have we have a demo. We have right, a so band camp. on Bandcamp. And is it on SoundCloud? No. You fucking sleeping no. on the SoundCloud, <laughs> bro? I'm not on that level yet. So I actually, back to the movie at hand, yeah. I actually heard about the decline of Western civilization from you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he introduced me to this 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 wonderful documentary. I hadn't seen it, and it just threw me into a completely different world of punk I'd never seen. It's fantastic. It's like the L.A. scene. Yeah. It's early. It's right there at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys hear about it? Like, where did you first find it? Uh, first found it, um, I had this old book. It was called, it's not old, it's... A book called the Encyclopedia of Punk. It's uh -huh. it's pretty cool. You can get it at like Books a Million or whatever. And it's this big thick book. You flip through it, and anything that's related, like whether it's a type of clothing or a hairstyle or a band or a musician or an album or anything like that, it's in that. And I saw the decline of Western civilization in there, and I remember wondering, uh, 
if that was related to that no effects uh, song the decline we i ended up looking it up and and watching bits that you can go on youtube and find germs on <clears throat> from yeah. that movie or black flag yeah that's like that the movie. first thing that comes out oh, yeah. that, that germs clips yeah pretty rollins black flag. covered in yeah. sharpie yeah. true ron reyes singing yeah. Yeah. these guys were, again Aaron. these guys were it was like it has all of the essential bands and it has like some bands that really like you can only pretty much find in the movie because yeah, they're like so fucking catholic obscure discipline. like catholic catholic yeah. discipline is like probably one of my favorites from that but like they're so obscure they're not on like any sort of they're not even on youtube well, penelope like, spheris the, the person who directed this she was going to do stuff for warner brothers she was like really yeah. in that, that well, she she got her start with like comedy she got her start yeah, on billy crystal actually, yeah. with uh who, who was it yeah i think it was billy crystal uh, it was uh, and albert brooks she did a bunch of stuff for yeah. albert brooks and she made a movie for a year with richard Pryor that never got released <laughs> she went on to make a wayne's, wayne's world, world. Right? Yeah. yeah 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 and dudes have you ever seen dudes mm. nah and she also she also i think prior to this one she had done suburbia which was a punk suburbia rock, was right yeah. after this one right after this yeah. okay so they came after that this and was her like big thing yeah that, yeah and that this already was, this was her debut yeah. and this was her big this is what she wanted to make because mm. she was a big fan of the scene she was a big fan of punk rock and she no really one was really documenting it like no cinematically oh, yeah. it was yeah. it was so like controversial like this movie that was in theaters for a short while but got banned there yeah. was, was I think I read at the premiere some a woman like stood up and yelled how dare you glorify these heathens <laughs> yes. at the theater yeah. at the premiere <laughs> yeah. and Just the director uh, what I like about it here, is like right? oh. I think that's different about like most other like punk rock movies or whatever is like it, it was filmed while it was happening you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah true so that yeah that really gives it a unique thing and you watch it and there's this there tends to be even from me and whatnot and from pretty much anyone that listens to the bands that are in that movie there's a lot of like glorifying of like what happened back then and the weird thing about this movie is it happened right before the scene really went dark and got real violent in the early 80s like right right after Henry Rollins got there it's pretty much like Black Flag at a certain point needed Henry Rollins because it was getting really fucking dangerous you know the suicidal tendencies they had uh gangs of people that followed them they were called suicidals they'd go they'd rape people at their shows and stuff like there were stabbings at shows and shit and uh it's just kind of funny because you're seeing all these like kids playing and before it got really crazy and it's almost kind of silly like he and i were re-watching a bit of it yesterday and there was a lot of stuff that like darby crash would do that we're, we're sitting there we're like cracking up it's just so like absurd the kind of shit they were doing and uh and they they all like there was no one lighting the torch for them. They didn't really know what was cool or what was not cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of there was like an interplay between bands. Like you'd mm-hmm. see people from one show at another show mm-hmm. in the documentary. Like everyone was was oh, yeah. kind of oh, making yeah. bands. It was all and, one big scene. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. they heard that like they were gonna be filming this show. And they were yeah. like, I want to be in it more. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. the only band that I felt had a very different audience was Fear, and that makes a lot of well, sense. They, Fear they were was playing yeah. that same show that they were playing the same place that uh, Circle Jerks were playing. Yeah, right? some of the uh, bands were like, playing the same show. Yeah, yeah. So it was just cool. The weird thing about Fear that I found out was that they, uh, I guess Penelope's Fear has just met them off the street. They were putting up posters on telephone poles. Oh, shit. She just found them. They hadn't been signed yet, either. And uh, I guess she was married to the uh, the founder of Slash Records at the time, uh, if I'm right about that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think, like, Slash. Uh, what's interesting about the Germ show is they had to put on that show, like, specifically. Yeah, oh, yeah. they had to rent out, like, a, wasn't it a soundstage? Yeah, 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 pretty much. They went to, like, a warehouse or soundstage, and they were, like, 
y'all can't play anywhere. They were like, they said, she said, do you all want to play a show? And they were like, if you can find a place that'll yeah, let you'll, us play. You'll put us on. Yeah, like, they're, they're, the person that, like, promotes, the, like or that, like, books the shows from, it was, like, it was like this woman, and she was just, she was done. She was, she was like, I can't. She was, so, she was a, a mother. She was such, like, the mother. mother that they always, they yeah. joked about that, too. Very, like, keeping in, them uh, alive. Like, <laughs> they put in how she quit, like, the yeah, text yeah, comes yeah, the title card. The freaking, because, like, in every decline, there's like someone which I don't think that this unvalidates any of the stories that they tell because it's just like they're just like hey make some eggs and tell us a story or something but in all the declines someone's making eggs but in this one the person that was making eggs was Darby Crash and the story that they were telling like it didn't have like it was it's like like, cause like first he was talking about like all this, all the drugs that he does on stage. Like he's like, yeah, sometimes I do like some downers, and then I get scared, and so I take some meth. And, he's, and like, like, he's like, and then I then I drink beer, and then it cuts to him going, someone give me a beer, <laughs> someone give me a beer. But <laughs> like, the, a beer. The, like the story that they told after that like stopped me. Like, like oh like, yeah, I that thing, the guy, the painter, like, yeah. the painter like fell off a roof or something like that while someone's parents were gone, and they didn't notice he was there until a few days after he died, and then they were all taking pictures with him yeah they were just around with like a well, dead body it was, it was like, funny it's funny like and we can't tell how much of this was like connected to their personal lives but like like the uh a lot of the times the, the like interactions with the camera seem pretty genuine for some yeah. reason like yeah. very oh yeah um, like it feels like the bands are in control and not the director for the right. most part well I think they all really I think she respected them a lot and yeah. I think they really respected her for that so mm-hmm. I think this is the best document you're gonna get of that scene of these abrasive people be, oh, just yeah. because of that fact oh yeah I was gonna say like all all like the way that they lived like is, is very different from like the other declines because mm. like in like the second decline they're like rock stars living in mansions and oh, stuff oh yeah because it goes from the decline then it's the metal years then it's like crust punks is the yeah. third one I feel like and this, this is kind of similar to like another it's not really a documentary but it's like I, I want to say gummo because like it's very oh <laughs> is that the sun? It's a glowing orb, dude. It's pretty That's pretty crazy. One thing that I found out, you know, all the times he's gone, he's like, this microphone doesn't work. Apparently, they had when they hooked up the rig, they couldn't split it to go to the what was recording them for the movie mm-hmm. and an amplifier for the room. So they were playing germs without any vocals. So yeah. he couldn't actually hear himself because he didn't have any vocals. Mm-hmm. So he was like. When he was like, "This mic doesn't work," it's because he's like fucked up and he can't, he can't, he can't hear it. Yeah, the they, germs, they probably were like, "You, it's hooked up." He was like, "I don't get it." <laughs> the germs was definitely like the most like, it was like just the most drunken, sloppy yeah. performance yeah. ever. Well, but it's you don't get any well, they, idea of like what they sound like recorded. Day Aussie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day Aussie. <laughs> well, it was it was interesting to see the bands play and in the interact in the interactions they had off stage because you tell a band like X they were a little more like put together and they were about oh, putting so. on a performance and like yeah. like kind of just like really getting into it and then you have germs that just it's like a oh, fuck up on stage you yeah. know X was like the most post punk band on the yeah on the they're roster. so fucking totally good oh man uh, I. X is how I found this movie. I'm just a huge X fan. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And their their first performance didn't blow me away in the they when they started off, but the performances they have later in, where you have Billy Zoom like, like wearing the like kind of bedazzled jacket, <laughs> he's, he's doing like oh, yeah. the the spread. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, it's oh, a so big smile. Yeah. So he's, all, he's always smiling. Always. And yeah. freaking um, and, but I feel like like the one that really like I like I was like okay, Fear is pretty cool, but then after I saw like their performance, because they were literally like 
fighting their fans. Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're so great, and like, like, so good. And oh, and the so good. and I love I love how they end this documentary because it ends with too many people. Um, it was, gonna, was it let's have a let's war. have a war yeah, yeah. That's too many people is a different punk song i can't remember which one that is but but um that that performance is great because they end the credits coming up with him doing it and, mm-hmm. and lee ving's face is just like contorted and like like just like sinister and looking over the crowd and it's such yeah. a great he's way to end fucking that. holding yeah. his joint and the fucking sh- drains the bassist did <laughs> oh yeah holding <laughs> between <laughs> the strings <laughs> between uh and he fucking smokes between songs and they're uh I like uh they get in there they're like hey fresco they're like we really like fresco they're like yeah we really like homos <laughs> <laughs> and he's like uh he's like what's up with all these long hairs it's 1980 can't you afford a fucking haircut fucking <laughs> haircut yeah uh have y'all ever seen the footage of uh them playing on Saturday Night Live Fear yeah we oh, watched that again about that what the fuck you know uh they weren't supposed to be the only band playing that night yeah, really well, uh, minor threat was supposed to follow them up. Oh, so wow. when you see like how they like imported the like group of people to come mosh, Ian McKay's in that group. Mm, yeah, he's one yeah, of the people. Yeah, in that. yeah like uh, I saw a thing. It was usually on Saturday Night Live. They have this like like pop band and like they have like fifteen people in the audience. And this show. 80 punks rushed a stage <laughs> and fucking fucked up. And like the guy that owns Saturday Night Live is the same guy that owns it now. He like he was like in bed watching Saturday Night Live with his wife and he called him up. It's like, cut them off. We yeah. need to stop this show right they, now. They, it just literally cuts at the start of the, yeah, their they, performance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do New York's arrival like saxophones. That's the greatest. So good. But like, but like I think it's interesting because punk has certainly changed from then, you know, from oh, now God, to oh, yeah. back then. For better and, and for worse. We were just talking about it. Like there's there's definitely like an apolitical nature to a lot of the yeah. early punk in this. Well, especially yeah. when you look uh, at like the New York scene and all that at yeah. the very start. It's, it's very just, apolitical. It's yeah. very uh what's the fucking term? Uh uh, when you just really don't give a shit about apathetic, anything. apathetic, yeah. Yeah. nihilistic, uh, nihilistic. That's a better going, word. The um, Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, <laughs> Rick and Mortyistic, Rick and Mortyistic. Freaking um, the oh shit, I lost it. Um, it's this, it's this heat. But like the well, punks today, feel like it's like it seems like you can tell from the third decline that things have changed. Where they they become the gutter punks were because of like Reagan and all the all the people getting like fired and cast off onto the streets they're just very very like aggressively liberal but yeah. like in like the first decline they're just like they weren't really they were just kind of apolitical they're just, and just like, anti it's like circles are sort of a little bit political um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah so circles are very liberal lyrics, yeah but, but I think the germs were almost a little right wing well yeah you have the guy yeah, throwing were, the swastika yeah. on yeah. Uh, oh Darby Crash. yeah Jeremy Crash was super like I'm going to be a dictator and I'm going to rule your minds and you're yeah. going to be my slaves. <laughs> he was. He was very into mind <laughs> yeah, control. Yeah, he read, like, I, I read right. something about him that he, like, read a lot of Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess, like, not like Nietzsche, like Nietzsche wanted to be read, more like like how Hitler wanted to be read. So he's, like, he's like the Ubermensch, right? Yeah, he's like the Uber. Like yeah, yeah, Darby Crash is the Ubermensch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The logo to try to hypnotize. Yeah, the, the logo, the circle. circle one. It's like yeah. it's like a it's a whole big metaphorical thing about like like thing like things circle around and it's fucking crazy. You can buy Nietzsche's complete works right here at these Amazon links. You can buy it at our show. Come to our <laughs> show. Required readings. <laughs> They'll be selling them. Oh, like the the guy that's like, come give me a bill, and he's like, yeah, I'm high on meth, and like he's like trying to control our minds. Yeah, he's he has some real fucking demons. Dude, one time he he. 
he uh <laughs> they gave him the choice in high school and they were so fucking done with him uh they were like if you uh we will just gra- we will let you graduate right now you don't have to just don't come back to school we will pass you just do that and he was like no and he kept coming back <laughs> you know we haven't talked yet though. the darby crash died months darby crash this. died <laughs> yeah he died just months after this was filmed right yeah. and he yeah before the film came out and if you look at the case for the movie the like dvd cover it's kind of surreal it was a poster that was made before he died before any of that but it's him on his back with eyes closed just on the stage and it's yeah, really man, bizarre it's like haunting yeah. and that yeah. it just that adds another level while you're watching those scenes you know mm-hmm. yeah he was a he i i try not to f- fall too hard into the tortured soul kind of like like oh nerd kurt cobain he, oh he did all the, the hair like i don't like the idea of glorifying drug users and thinking that like it was like it was like you know when you start doing heroin you kind of know you're about to start doing heroin you kind of know that's where you're going uh not to say it's like you got the heroin in your hand it's like this this is what i'm doing with my life man yeah i try not to glorify that too much but uh definitely he's a good songwriter i think Mm -hmm. uh don't know that his ideas are actually a lot of his lyrics are very they're very i was uh, looking back at some of these lyrics i was very surprised that the guy that I had seen on the screen and yeah. the client had read these lyrics because yeah, they're very, very, very like um, reminiscent of like Flipper, like later Flipper kind of oh, what yeah. they were yeah. doing. Very like just hateful, hateful lyrics sometimes and yeah. just, just great, great stuff. I think on their GI record, there's only like one time that he swears. Really? The whole record. Wow. He goes, I think it's one side. I want to say it's shut down. Hmm. But yeah, the whole, the whole rest, it's all clean. I think, it's yeah, I think that, I think that, songs because I, I know flipper barely cuss in their songs they're very similar to them i did an article on the site about them but they they uh i feel like there's something that's even more daunting and scary about people that aren't cussing because because cursing just feels shock factory like right off yeah the back, kind of at the gate so kind of just like doing these long droney like like poetry that's is probably gonna a cause more. a flare or like a, a nah. glare <laughs> glare <laughs> yeah, yeah that was spirit man <laughs> this Fucking up our our. And you got JJ. You got JJ Abrams. This shit. We gotta get the uh, we gotta get the uh, the axe and. <laughs> Out of my ass. ass. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we'll put the clip of us doing that. Yeah, Q night at the game yeah. museum. I want to mention. I want to mention the kind of the the zine. zine the zine. Yeah. There there was yeah. something. One one of the aspects I loved. I've always loved. My favorite thing about punk kind of scene was that there were always people publishing zines that were just compilations of either a very misanthropic writers or very bizarre writers and very like interesting reviews or yeah. uh, journalistic uh, uh, interpretations of concerts in the area so there was there were people that were doing that and they were running it like a real business kind yeah, of uh, and slash mag was kind of the yeah, one they slash on here. yeah uh, slash the success they got off slash magazine helped fun slash records which of course released i want to say they released fears first record yeah, they released they, they released the records from most of the bands x and one thing that i love about like the punk scene that they showed in the movies well a it's like it was like what he said like it was before shit went crazy it was just like it was the like the very foundations there's a bunch of kids doing you know just like just fucking around and uh, like also like it was a lot. It was a lot more collaborative because, like, you look at the first decline, the second decline, or really just like any scene where it's like, 
pop like market oriented it's like it's always com- competitive it's like i'm better than this artist and it was like that one shitty band odin or whatever that was like yeah we're the best band and like it's all always about being the best band and like who's better than who it's like it's like is the rolling stones better than the beatles or whatever but it's like the the, the like with this it's like it's all like collaborative everyone had like a part in like the scene like one person made the magazines and like yeah. they all like supported so supported each other yeah. yeah yeah that's the only way you can make it in that kind of another thing i think that adds to it is that there the dynamic that that those bits add to the thing i think is they they show that other people outside of that scene were listening to the music mm-hmm. and writing yeah. in yeah. interacting with it and you get they, they read some of the stuff that they get in from the uh, oh. from people sent in it's just the, oh, yeah. the most insane <laughs> shit i've ever heard and, Honestly, um, those like old people at the beginning kind of knew their punk. Yeah, they did. They're the ones that were like yeah. they were like breaking. They, it down. they owned that venue, and they were kind of like yeah. they probably mostly played like blues artists or something. Like, I'm like, not sure what they played rock. before. They were like, we get yeah. it. They were like, yeah. we kind of just do it to let out their frustrations. They were cooler than the like 20 year old guy that owned Club 88. That yeah. was like the the British guy. He's like the oh, the the band's like he says the band's like you know like. Uh, the circle joke said the black flag. <laughs> I want to make a shirt that says the black, black flag. <laughs> the black flag. Uh, the line, line, play, line, line. <laughs> this, he's like the disco songs. They they usually play at a comfortable. Was it like two hundred, two hundred or three? Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. All that fucking bullshit. Like oh yeah. The scholarly guy kind of standing like, over. Um, usually they, they let you they let you dance at a comfortable pace, like one hundred and twenty six or maybe ninety five. He calls them BPS. Which are heartbeats of two hundred and three hundred meters. Per he's like, and he's, like per he's just he's talking like, out of his ass. Yeah, he right? really is. And he's like standing with like them in the, with the uh, Los Angeles in the background. Yeah, it's like yeah, these kids—they just do their poco dancing thing, and they just we we just make money. They they just get <laughs> such a great variety of people to like like interview and talk and during this because they because they they get it, it just goes bad. to show you that no matter what those types of people are going to z- exist in any yeah. scene. Like you're gonna have the scholarly people that kind of watch from like a distant eye. They even get some like right younger there. people like uh, to, in- yeah. to interview some of the younger people that are in the scene, and they, so they they get a good wide view of people. Guaranteed. Jay's Nana, our lovely mother, knows more about punk than like, and like the sensibilities of like old school and the old school sound than, me. than like most of the punk bands around now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a good way to, you know, wrap this up. And what do you guys think of punk nowadays? What do you guys think of what has become modern punk? Yeah. I, I don't think anyone can top like what Nirvana did. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, for real though. It's right? really a lot of, uh, <laughs> It's a lot of pop punk bands that really came to prominence because of what happened in the 90s where like record labels were like throwing money at any yeah. kind of underground yeah. music. And so anything that has a guitar in it and can sound like a Phineas and Ferb theme song is like <laughs> punk now. Oh, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. and, and the underground is just as bad. I feel like in the underground like where you have all these bands that are cover bands it's just as bad as like yeah. Broadway on Nashville where it's yeah. just like a bunch of people that want to listen to like music from the good old days I um, talked about this for a while but uh, my fear that what you know punk music will become is like the like you'll get like the the con- you know how they do the country greatest hits they'll do like the punk oh. legends oh. punk oh. legends compilations oh, God. and they'll do you'll have cover bands that dress up like one person will be John Linden or like you should, oh, you you should, should have look like up, uh, filling out stadiums you should look shit. up the like 
punk playlist on Spotify. Oh, God. Oh, 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 I don't even want to check that out. It's yeah. the worst fucking thing in the world. They yeah. surpri- Spotify, surprisingly, they must have somebody doing it because some of their grindcore ones are pretty good. Like, they have their <laughs> grindcore. <laughs> I'm not telling you, as grind. good as grindcore can be. No, we were thinking about doing there. an acoustic grindcore album. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It'd be an EQing nightmare. No, I really, like, I used to be really into, like, the Mohawks and, like, all the crazy clothes and shit. And then it's almost kind of, like, backwards and, like, ironic, you know? Like, I don't want to look and, like, be super associated with punk. It's almost weird calling our, when people are like, well, what kind of music do you play? And we're like, we play punk. Because it kind of puts you in this whole other slant of, like, oh, I know that. And it's like, no, you don't. And... It's almost like I kind of almost hate saying we're a punk band because it's not what it used to be, and people mm-hmm. like it just well, needs almost a new thing. Oh, it, it's really hard to to like like do something new and not care because that's part of the punk, the early punk move is not caring, like yeah. literally giving zero shit. Yeah, nowadays to an upteenth degree. It's kind of how Black Flag was. Black Flag was yeah. not political. Yeah. They were like I always say that some of the better bands were the non-political ones, like Minor Threat. They were just like, it was just like things like, that you could see around you. Like, it's about friendship and like... They knew like the law didn't apply to them. We're punks. Yeah, they're like, it's like, okay, all y'all want to fucking fuck yourselves up with drugs and shit. It's like, well, what if we just don't... like? Or it wasn't even we. It was really just kind of uh, Ian. He was just like, I'm just going to not do that and I'm going to sing about how I feel about that. And then all these people really kind of identified with it strongly. Uh... But nowadays, even everything's so you're either with us or you're against us. And it's like you got the Republicans, which we're fucking against. And then you're, you got the super far right that's really, or left that's really rising to prominence. And we're just like, we're not with that shit either. Yeah, there's a bunch of like rich kid communists. And yeah. yeah. I hate, like, you, it's like how the thing that fucking punks hated, or like the people in the le- on the left hated. Back in like the 80s and the 90s, which was like the whole oppressive censorship thing. Yeah, the authoritarianism. Thing. Yeah. And, and now that's exactly what it is. And it's well, and that's like, like the whole fuck. folk punk thing now, too. You have this whole wave of super communist, super out there punk. And it's it's strange to me. It just doesn't line up. It, yeah, to me, it's it like there is there has to be a certain amount of nihilism and craziness. I think Shellac does a really good job I of that. I very much agree. Shellac's great. Their like their sound is still brutal and not like political. That, it's very, yeah. just like psychosexual stuff going on. I'm thinking about I'm always thinking about for punk stuff, what is the most you can do with sound and performance to make people uncomfortable and potentially leave your show? Yeah. Like like what can you do cuz like I'm not injuring people not hurting people, not throwing anything, not breaking equipment. What can you do with merely your voice, your expressions, and your sound to make people uncomfortable in that time, in the age that you're in? Let Matt sing. (laughs) (laughs) 